Welcome to the Power of Expression podcast, here to help you show up with the fullest expression of you. This is a place where we will explore the latest trends in fashion and design and the magic of aligning those external expressions with your true, authentic self. I'm your host, Jill Pagano, custom men's wardrobe stylist with Jay Hilburn, and a lover of all things self-expression. If you know you have a message and mission to live out in this life, but if you're like me and you get caught up living for the expectation of others, then this is the show for you. For most of my life, I sought the approval and validation of everyone, especially those closest to me, and lost myself in that journey. Thankfully, my passion, curiosity, and evolution brought me here. Each week, we'll dive into the latest examples of how to authentically express yourself through what you wear, how you design your home, how you lead yourself and others, and so much more, all to help you find your unique gifts and share them with the world. Because when you express yourself, you allow others to do the same. That's the power of expression. Now let's get into it. In this journey of all this learning and growing and and unfolding and unpacking and expanding who I am, the journey has been diving into me and figuring out figuring out who I am and who I want to be and what are my values and and um, what am I passionate about. Really going from expectation expectation of others to full expression. Welcome to the Power of Expression podcast, where we get to learn how to show up in the fullest expression of us, whatever that looks like, feels like, and enjoy the journey along the way. So I am so excited to actually have this conversation and record this episode. It is all around lessons that I learned 20 years ago but didn't realize they were lessons I learned until just recently. So what I'm going to share today and talk about today is all around training and running two marathons. So in 2004 and 2007, I trained and ran the Chicago Marathon in 04 and the New York City Marathon in 07. And it was absolutely amazing. And I loved, really, really loved every minute of it. But it wasn't until, like I said, just recently where I realized the things that I did to accomplish that goal is absolutely the formula that I can use, that we can use to implement our business, to implement the best way for us to show up, the power of expression. And in this journey of all this learning and growing and and unfolding and unpacking and expanding who I am, the journey has been diving into me and figuring out figuring out who I am and who I want to be and what are my values and and um, what am I passionate about, 
really going from expectation, expectation of others to full expression. That has been really my journey the last 20 years. Um, but like I said, again, is that as I started thinking about, okay, so I ran, I trained, I always stress the word trained and ran two marathons and how powerful the lessons that I learned that I learned back then, but I didn't, I wasn't able to put words to it like I am now. And the other part of that is completing a marathon less than 1% of the world's population has ever completed a marathon. So I will have to say that I there's a little bit of pride that I feel in I am part of less than 1%. So kind of a cool, fun fact, right? So anyways, the things that I, um, so some of the things that I learned and I'll break, I'm breaking it down into steps, into numbers here. But number one, the, the, the first reason why I wanted to even, I even played with the idea that initially just even played with the idea of training and running and completing a marathon was, this was like, this was back in 04. And up until that point, I was really, um, I would say my self-esteem was probably at an all-time low, um, just wasn't, was not in a good place, emotionally, mentally, physically, um, spiritually, financially, all the, all the, all the beings. And I thought, you know what, if there was something I could do that I could be really proud of myself that that could help me in other aspects of my life. I wouldn't have put those words to it, but I also knew that I wanted to feel proud of myself because I just had not, I never felt like I had done anything or accomplished anything in my life up until that point where I could feel or be proud of myself. So that was number one, was I just wanted to do something where I could say, I did that. I accomplished that. So that was number one. Number two was I made the decision. Once I made the decision, I made the decision. There was a 100% knowing that I was going to accomplish it. Like there was no way that I was going to not accomplish it. I made the decision. I had decided on Chicago. I had done some research. I had found that the Chicago marathon was um, the number one marathon, the number one first time marathon for so many people. And so I thought that was, that would be a great first step for me. Um, it had all these five-star reviews and it talked about how, um, crowd participation, music, people really cheered you on. They supported you, um, all of that. And I thought, well, that was, that's also really great to have the support and the cheering on. And, um, so that, that was a great kind of check mark. So when I made the decision, so I did, so let me back up. So I 
I'd done the research. Okay. Chicago was going to be the marathon that I was going to do my first time marathon and gotten all these great reviews. Like I said, I'd asked around, asked people, this was before social media. So it wasn't doing any polls on social media. It was just reaching out to people that you knew and going into the runnings, running uh, community and, and asking them, um, so yes, so the Chicago Marathon was going to be it, and I made the decision, and then there was a knowing. I just knew. I knew that I was going to accomplish it. Like, there was zero, 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 zero doubt. There was no, there was no limiting beliefs. There was, I was not wishy-washy about my decision. I, it was concrete. It was as if I had already accomplished that goal, even though I hadn't even started running yet, started the training yet. I knew that I was going to accomplish this goal. There was no wobble and I knew that I was going to do it no matter what. I had no idea what the training or what the process was going to look like. But again, I knew no matter what, that this was going to be a goal that I was going to accomplish because back to number one, and that was I wanted to do something that I could be proud of myself. Number three. So as I mentioned, this was before social media. So I had not told hardly very, very few people that I was going to do this. I told a select few and I only told people that I trusted. And what I mean by that is meaning that they would not be negative. They would not, they would not say, oh, you can't do that or why even try or they wouldn't make fun of me. So I only told people that I trusted. I only told people that would support me and cheer me on. So that was very, very important because at this point I hadn't even run one mile of the training. So that was very important of being selective of who I told that I was going to do this goal. Number four. So um, in the running world, so whether you, if you're a runner, you're going to know this name. If you're not, um, the, the running expert in the marathon world is a guy named Hal Higdon. And so it was going to halhigdon.com and looking up, looking up the marathon training program. Now within that, he had listed basic, or I'm sorry, beginners. So beginner runners, intermediate and advanced. And so you could click on any one of those. And then within that, it would give you the actual training program that you would need. So I picked the beginner. Now, hit pause for a second. So up until this point, I had ran um, high school track and I was definitely a long distance runner in the sense that I could run four to five miles, four to, yeah, four to five miles um, at a given time in one, in one run. So that was, that was my foundation of training for the marathon. Let me also say 
for those that may not know this, when I say marathon, whenever you hear the word marathon, that means that equals 26.2 miles, 26.2 miles. A half marathon, if someone says, I'm training or running a half marathon, that means or equals 13.1 miles. So a marathon, a full marathon is 26.2 miles. So I'll also say the 0.2 miles is the hardest of all the 26.2 miles. So I had, like I said, I had run I was a long distance runner in that I could run four to five miles pretty easy. I never had any, any sort of um, back pain or knee pain or, or hip pains or anything like that. So that was my foundation. That was my beginning point of beginning my training for this marathon. So Hal Higdon, I clicked on basic. I'm sorry. I clicked on advanced. Oh my goodness. I clicked on beginner, the beginner training program. Now it laid out exactly what you would need to do every single day. And so then at that point, what I did was I looked at my calendar and I plugged in that I was running the Chicago marathon, October 10th, 2004. So that was the big circle that I put on my calendar. Then I reversed engineered, right? So I went back and it's 18 weeks. The training program for a marathon is 18 weeks. So I counted backwards to figure out when my start date of training for this marathon was. So my start date was June 1st. So I put on my calendar, June 1st, begin marathon training program. We'll get started just after this message. If you're someone that's well-connected, driven, and eager to learn and grow a custom men's fashion business, I'd love to talk with you. I have partnered with Jay Hilbert, the world's largest custom lifestyle menswear brand with a fully independent sales force. Besides the world-class training offered by the home office, my personal program is based on a proven five-step process that helps you become your very best and show up fully both professionally and personally. If you're interested in learning more about this program and growing your fashion business, I invite you to request a free call by texting the word STYLIST to 573-502-0103. Again, STYLIST to 573-502-0103. 0103. I look forward to talking with you soon. Now, with this training program, like I said, it was 18 weeks. Every single day, it told you exactly what you needed to do. So it was running four days a week, having one day of cross training, and then two days you could take two days of rest. Now, the four days of training, you had three days of back-to-back, -back, you would have a rest day. And then Saturdays were always your long run days, okay? Now, 
the other part of this is the training program. It would build you up for two weeks. So you would run two miles first day, three miles, and then four miles. And then your long run would be six. Then day, the week two would be increased miles. So it would be three miles, five miles, six miles, and then your long run would be eight miles. Then the third week would be a slowdown or a recovery week. The amount of miles that you would run would scale back slightly to give your body time to rest and recover. So week three was that. Then week four, you would jump into higher miles. Saturdays, again, was always your long, long runs. So you would start. So the first, first Saturday of the long run was six miles. The last Saturday of your 18-week stretch right before your marathon was 20 miles was the longest that I ever ran in terms of preparing for this marathon. Now, what was so powerful about all of this is that every single day, I just had to look at my calendar and see how many miles I was running. I didn't think about it. I didn't try to negotiate. I didn't... Um, back off from it. I didn't um, decide, oh, I'm not doing that today. It was just, I was doing it. It was part of a skill set and it was part of a knowing that I was doing it no matter what. So like I said, I would wake up every morning and it would be, oh, today I'm running 10 miles. It'd be the first thing I would do. I'd get on, get my outfit on, my running shoes, my headphones and I would go out and I would run 10 miles and not, not complain about it, not, you know, wish it away. I would just do it and then it would be over. And then I would go about the rest of my day. And then the next day I would maybe have to run six miles and I would go up and do the same thing. So what does that look like for you in terms of what is something that you want to do in your life and how just doing the little, the little steps along the way, you can then reach the big goal, right? Do you see the parallel in all of this? Now, now we are Sunday, October 10th, 2004, and I'm in Chicago getting ready to run with 40,000 other runners and it was the adrenaline, the excitement was absolutely at an all-time high. I remember having that like, oh, that pit in your stomach, right? That nervous, nervousness pit in your stomach. But I'm there. Of course, there's no way I'm not doing it. So I'm all ready to go, surrounded by 40,000 other of my closest friends. The bell goes off, the ring goes off, and we take off. Now, along the way was so much crowd support, so much cheering on. Some of the coolest signs, people would be dressed up. They would um, have, they would be playing their, 
their trumpet. They'd be playing instruments. They would, there was bands out there. Um, they had big stages and all of that throughout the neighborhoods, but just the, just the, the mom and dad, the spectators, the, the people where we were running through neighborhoods where the, you can just, you could tell that the, a lot of them probably just rolled out of bed. You know, they made their sign the night before they had the, the loud uh, noisemakers, they were out there cheering us on. And so what does that look like for us in today's age in the goals that we're, you know, trying to accomplish in the business world, or if you're, you know, an entrepreneur or, or even a um, CEO world, what does it look like to have support? Of course, people are going to be lining up, you know, as you walk in the front door of your of the office building, people aren't going to be um, lined up with signs cheering you on. But where in your life can you bring more support and understanding how much support supports all of us and how that allows us to all show up and accomplish those big goals that we all want to do. Then the other part of this is everyone had told me, there were so many people that had told me and I'd read and, you know, all the blogs and all that kind of stuff. Again, this was before social media, so it was more like blogs. But people talked about how mile 18 uh, there's seven, mile 17, 18, up till like mile 22, that you would hit a wall. It was the, it was called hitting the wall is what they called it. Meaning, right, that you up until that point, you had run 17, 18, 20 miles, and you still had another, you know, six plus miles to go, and that you would just mentally hit a wall. And how did you, how do you prepare for hitting that wall? It was just part of this normal conversation that, and, and almost an expectation of you are going to hit a wall. So prepare for it now and have things in place so you can, so you can run through the wall, get through the wall. Right. So I, it, it was on my mind and I just kept thinking, okay, I'm mile marker, you know, 18, I'm going to hit the wall. I'm going to hit the wall. And the mile 20, going to hit the wall. And I never did. And I never did. And thinking about, thinking back to that point, how come I never hit the wall that everyone else talked about? And I'm going to say it goes back to Number one of what I shared, and that was I wanted to do something that I would be proud of. And also the number two reason is that I made the decision. It was it was a knowing and it was an absolute. It was with zero, zero doubt. There was nothing wishy-washy. There was no there was no compromise. There was no there was no um, way that I was going to not complete this marathon. So I never hit, I never hit that, that wall that everyone talked about, but I also was so in the moment. I loved absolutely every, every 
mile. I loved every moment of the Chicago marathon and it talk about people watching. That was one of the best things to, to see and do as well. Oh, I also have to share one of the best signs. So going back to the spectators and the community support that I felt along the way, um, one of them, and it, I want to say it was mile marker, I'm going to say five or six. So it was early on and there was this big sign this lady had made and it said, you are all Kenyans. And what that means Kenyans are world famous in being marathon runners and being the fastest marathon runners. And so um, just the sign of, you know, you are all Kenyans just gave me that warm, fuzzy feeling and that can do that can do feeling of being able to do this marathon. The other sign that I remember was it was at mile marker two. And she had written two down, 24.2 to go. We're like, ah, 24.2. But it's, you're still in, in the, you're still at mile marker two, you're still in the adrenaline of 40,000 other runners. So it's just, it was just a great sign, right? And then what happened at mile marker 24, the sign then said, you've accomplished, you've completed 24.2. Now you only have two miles left. So that was a great um, kind of bookend to that sign. But anyways, the, the support and the community of this entire marathon was everything and the energy that it gave all of us to complete the marathon. And so part of the remaining part of the lessons that I've learned is that if we can complete a hard goal in life, whatever that is, whether it's running a marathon, it's raising, raising beautiful, powerful, talented, gifted children, Maybe it's running a running a six-figure business. Maybe it's um, starting starting your own business from scratch. Whatever that is, we all do hard things, and it's only when we a couple of things. One, pause and really look at what we've accomplished, and being proud of that accomplishment, not what we haven't completed yet, but what we have accomplished at that point. And the other thing is realizing that it's all a journey. And the biggest part of the journey is diving more into you. And the power of expression is learning and diving more into you and how you show up because that is how you show up in everything else. The more that you are clear about who you are, the more that you will show up and do those hard things and realize how much you have accomplished and how amazing that you are. My earlier episode, I want to say it was episode eight, and I talked about I, the title was Everything is a Skill Set. And so everything is a skill set, right? 
I talk about training and running this marathon. And actually, I can say I've completed two of them. But it wasn't until I really stopped and, and acknowledged how much I've grown in my own personal my own personal journey and my inner work that I've done, that I've actually acknowledged my accomplishment of this and how it will help me and is helping me accomplish my other goals that I have in life, my other aspirations that I have in life. So with all that being said, I hope that you have some powerful takeaways from this episode. And it is just knowing that we have everything that we need to accomplish those big goals in life. And there's no such thing as one and done. And it's every single day showing up and it's doing those small little things. And then you too can say, I accomplished this big goal. And I guarantee there's so many things that you've already accomplished and to just simply pause and be proud of what you've done so far. So sending you so much love. Have a beautiful day. And until next time, the power of expression. Enjoy, enjoy. Thank you very much for listening. Grateful and appreciate you. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you passed it on to your friends and helped me get this message out into the world. If you liked what you heard and you could take 30 seconds, give me a five-star review and share it with your friends, I will be forever grateful. Remember, the power of expression is in everything we do. Sending you so much love. And until next time, bye everyone.